Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another Spirit for Success sparkly podcast. With me is, as always, is the magical, the marvelous Therese Tucker. I thought you were going to say the braless. I was like, well, no, I haven't gone into that yet, but you know, give me a moment. So we're going to start with a beautiful little story, which I'm really keen to hear about because she hasn't told me yet, but there's a reason why Therese announced to me when we got on our call here that she is braless. So now tell me the story. Why? Because normally she tells me I can't tell, tell these things. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying it out. I'm trying it out. So I don't know if this is true or not. I need more facts to verify it, but I did see an ad. Well, you know how Facebook knows you better than you know yourself, right? It's scary. Yes. Right. They're spying on us, basically. Um, well, I keep getting these ads. Better than you know yourself. Yeah. There we go. Let me turn that down. <laughs> so I keep getting ads from Facebook about something called stickies, right? So stickies are these um, non-bra bras. Oh, Right. And they like click together, I guess, you know, like you stick them on your boobs and then they click together and it's like having a bra, but without the bra. So then I, I was like, after seeing it 12 times, I'm like, fine, I'll look. So I watched the little video and they, they stated some interesting facts. Interesting fact number one was that sagging doesn't occur from getting old. Like booby sagging doesn't Mm -hmm. occur from getting old. It actually occurs because the pectoral muscles or the breast muscles responsible for keeping you perky go into atrophy because of a bra. Oh. Because they're being denied gravity. They, they can't develop. So they're underdeveloped. So you end up with saggy boobs because of a bra. So I thought, hmm. <laughs> but I am totally, you know, here's the thing. It's really interesting. And ever since I stopped, I, I just don't wear a bra in the house now. I can't do it outside yet. I am not that free yet i just can't say i'd be able to do it either it just feels weird right and it, but the interesting thing is because i stopped wearing it at home um my ne- my neck and shoulder pain have gone way down and it makes sense because my straps i've got big boobs so my straps were hoisting these things up and putting all the pressure mm. right here and i had huge i still do i have huge muscle knots but they've gone down pretty quickly since I stopped wearing a bra indoors, like in my own home. It is a weird feeling though. And I, I, I do yoga now without a bra on to help to. <laughs> my question is, <laughs> yes. do you have to conceal the black eyes when you do that? <laughs> they don't swing that hard. Oh my God. They're not that, first of all, they're not that saggy. They're big. They're not like pendulums. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. That's just what my mother would say because you talk, it's 11 11, of course. But I just remember, yeah, sorry. It wasn't specifically about you, it was just a thought. And anyway, can't recover from that. There's no excuses. Yes, no, they're not so wild and free that they're like roaming around. I don't have to like pull them off my shoulder or anything. They're in one location. Jesus. <laughs> But here's the interesting thing. I noticed like after watching this ad, which again, I, I didn't do any further research. So I'm basing all of my truth right now on this one ad for, marketing. Bra, for this marketing. 
Uh, but one of the things they talked about is how the bra will break down the collagen under the skin in the areas that it's constricting. And then I've noticed that I have like permanent bra indentation. Like I can feel oh, where my bra has been sitting most of yeah. my life. Interesting. I know. So I'm seeing if I can reverse, reverse my bra <laughs> damage. It's okay. kind of working. with that. Because it was interesting. Like while I was pregnant, I was kind of adverse to wearing a bra. So I most days didn't. Um, and they were freaking huge in comparison to what they were normally. So, you know, I've been carrying a lot of freaking weight. And then obviously had him and was in a lot of pain. So I didn't really want to wear a bra then either, which was different to my first two pregnancies. Mind you, I was in my 20s in those two and I'm 41 now. So I noticed that they are saggier now that I'm not breastfeeding or doing any of that compared to what they were before I fell pregnant. So my, my thoughts go to, well, I, maybe I should have worn a bra all that time and they wouldn't be as saggy, but maybe it's just because I'm 40-something and we had to go through that whole pregnancy thing again. <laughs> and there's, there's no muscle. I, I think it's more of a muscle thing, like just the fact yeah. that you haven't been able to do any like exercise because I think it could actually recover quickly. I don't know. I'm going to put it out to everybody Ooh, on Facebook. Push up anybody down. else try this? Has anybody else tried it? Now, so the sticky, the whole idea of the sticky is for someone like me who's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't wear a bra all the time. And the sticky is supposed to be a transitional thing that helps uh. you to go outside. Because it feels like you've got a bra on, but it doesn't have any of the attachments that a bra mm. would have. So you feel kind of like you're being held and covered. Because <laughs> that's another thing. Like, I have to put two shirts on because this is white. I'm like, yeah, if I, like, don't have a bra on under yeah. a white shirt. Hello! <laughs> yeah. kind of show. <laughs> I, I specifically put a bra on the other day when I knew that the postman was coming or likely to come that day. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. Because they are, they're... No. Dominant. No. <laughs> I know. We had our, we had, we needed a plumber to come and they, he was supposed to come today. And the first thought was, oh my God, I got to go run and put a bra on yeah. because you can't have strangers in your house and your boobs roaming free. <laughs> well, the day before another postman came unexpectedly and I found myself kind of putting my arms over my nipples. Just <laughs> <trying to sign. laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the package. <laughs> it's so funny like you know we do a lot of work on this whole wreck yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm not the only one that's done this right surely some <laughs> girls in the tribe nobody's saying Put anything hand nobody's up, admitting <laughs> nobody's admitting to this you're the only one i'm kidding you lie, you lie. <laughs> but isn't it funny like we're so you know, we do all this work to become really okay with how we look and, and who we are. And then it's little things like this that are like, mm, yeah, I'm not ready to let go of that yet. <laughs> I, <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> I know. I know. But you know what? I've been feeling this lately. Like I need, like this is the moment. Like I don't know what I've been waiting for all my life to be freer with my body. But I, I don't get younger than this. This is it. This <laughs> yeah, is the youngest. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, yay, and ooh. <laughs> and the fact that I can't even be free in the privacy of my own home, like up until just recently when it mm -hmm. dawned on me that, hey, maybe I should try this. And not to say that I, it's not like I woke up every morning, stuck a bra on right away, and then had my day. It was just the idea that I wasn't like, like done. 
being ready until it was in place, right? Yeah. Well, yesterday I had this, uh, yesterday it's been so hot here. I mean, like almost 90 degrees Celsius here or Fahrenheit, not Celsius. That would be, we would be on fire. Would be, <laughs> we'd be almost a boiling point, you know? <laughs> yes. No, I feel like I'm liquefying, but yeah. I'm not actually. <laughs> so yesterday uh, we went to run out in the sprinkler and we've been going to the pool and playing in the water so much that all of my regular bathing suits were wet or in the process of drying. And I had a baby, a bikini top in my drawer from pre-kids. Like this is from my, uh, when I first got married, I still have this bikini top. It's pretty stretchy and it's really small. Like all of the swimsuits I wear now are very like, I still, I, uh, like I'm omitting something <laughs> that now is going to be recorded forever. I still wear my maternity swimsuit, my, my pregnancy swimsuit, because it's got that extra, it's rushed, right? Mm -hmm. But it also has this like extra, like you can't tell what's going on. <laughs> There's so many ripples that you wouldn't know what's me and what's that. <laughs> so I love it because I'm like free at last. <laughs> well, that that's my safety suit, if you will, my sweet yeah. my safety suit. So I have this little strap basically, which is the bikini top. And I thought, why can't I wear this in my own backyard? Nobody is looking at me. Mm. No so what why does it feel indecent somehow? Mm. And I thought, fuck it. And I put it on and like my little poochy tummy hanging out and running around in the sprinkler and I felt so weirdly free. Like it was just so freeing to totally expose this part of me, knowing full well that it's not what I want it to look like. It's not perfect. Um, and knowing that nobody else really gives a crap. My family see me naked a lot and they totally accept what they're looking at. There's no, um, you know, none of them are like, mommy, are you going to fix that? <laughs> you know, they're just like, mommy, let me squeeze it. <laughs> yes. Isn't it funny? Like kids are good like that. My daughter says to me, you know, when I put makeup on, she goes, you don't need makeup. And I said, and I had to think about what I was saying in reply. It's like, well, no, I know I don't need that. And then try to come up with, well, why is mommy putting makeup on? <laughs> it's interesting the kind of justifications and the rationale, rationales that you come up with as to why you put makeup on or you wear certain clothes yeah, out in public that you know, other clothes that you would only wear at home. I mean, I probably wouldn't wear my pyjama pants out in public, um, except there was one time at Christmas they did a pyjama mall time, like because they were open all night. They said, come in your pyjamas. Like, oh, I should have wear my pyjamas to the mall. And then I got there and there was like only a handful of people wearing their pyjamas. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, but, but yeah, now I wouldn't, well, it wouldn't worry me quite so much. But it's interesting to look at when you, when you think about it, you know, what, what motivates you to, to do certain things or wear certain things or say certain things. Um, is it because you're worried about what other people are going to think or is it just, right. is it something because you actually really enjoy it or love it or feel comfortable in it? Well, and just what was interesting for me, I think the aha moment was noticing how needing that in place was actually causing me physical pain that I wasn't even associating with the bra. I was just saying, oh, that's stress pain. And it, yeah, of course it's stress pain, but it's literally boob stress. <laughs> like, my body's stressed Nothing out like by the boob stress. <laughs> by the weight of the boobs. Mm. And that 
not only that, but no, when I do the yoga, first of all, the yoga I do isn't really like energetic, flippy floppy stuff. It's more like holding poses and, and a lot of downward dog, which you'd think boobs would attack your face, but they don't. Um, <laughs> it, but it's amazing because you can go deeper into the stretches because nothing is stopping the muscle Good from boy. stretching. Mm. Yeah. And just looking at, we've got a few quotes. So Becky's on here with us. Hey, Becky. And she's just talking about how she's also on a self-love kick. And um, <laughs> she's saying that she went brawless all day outside. Brave. She's doing it. Um, and also stop shaving her legs. <laughs> Rach, <laughs> would you stop shaving your legs? Oh, I kind of <laughs> did for about, must have been about four months. My God. Which for me was a lot, but yeah, it's a whole other conversation. <laughs> so you're worried that you look like a werewolf if you don't shave your legs? I did look like... Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and a full moon, huh? <laughs> well, it's a new moon, so you have to shave your legs. Oh, For yeah. the next full moon. Yes, yes. Well, we're going to the beach this weekend because, uh, so, you know, that's my excuse for. Um, yeah, well. Because I can't, I can't go out in public. For me, I can't go out in public like that. That's not <laughs> that's my standard. I can't go get a pedicure if I haven't shaved my legs. Mm. Like, I refuse to let someone that close to, like, for me, I can create an optical illusion of tan. It's not hair. It's just a tan. <laughs> but if you get up, <laughs> but if you get too close to the illusion. <laughs> No, I'm one of those unlucky people that while I might be blondish on top, not so blonde down there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Do you my legs stuck in my brain? Yes. And now I'm thinking. <laughs> ah, look, whatever. <laughs> <you> go. <laughs> I love grossing you out. I'm now thinking about parts of you I should not be thinking about right now. <laughs> We share everything. We do. It's too much sometimes. It's too much for my fragile mind. That's only because your imagination is so creative. Are you imagining me sitting down and braiding my leg hair? Just stop. Just stop it now. I'm planting seeds in your head. I love it. And so what's our topic? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think the, you know the topic is is ultimately you know what things we do that, uh, or what we, our perception of ourselves and our standards and why we have the standards that we do. Um, oh my God, I just love the fact that five people have been listening to this the whole time. <laughs> I mean, at least that I can tell we've had people listening to this whole conversation. You guys can add to it, by the way. Let us know. It's not just, it's not just rage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might braid my leg hair. She puts beads on hers. <laughs> I'm just just go outside without a bra and scare the <laughs> scare the mailman, scare the neighbors. <laughs> oh, but really, we're so you know, there's a lot of things we do that where we're afraid of judgment. You know, that's ultimately oh God, yeah. what it comes back to. We're afraid of being judged. Um, and these are just some of the the smaller ways that we do that, but. With, with business, I mean, we I see it a lot with clients and whatnot is that, you know, they want to put out, you know, this new kind of, of product or a different way to do a service or put them out there like when you were stepping out there as a psychic and holding back. And I love the quote that you put up on Instagram, which I shared this morning, which was that whole, it's not who you are, um, it's 
who, oh, I can't say, I'm going to stuff it up. Not who you're being, but it's who you're not. It's not who you are that holds you back. That's right. It's who you think you're not. That's right. Yeah. And it's often because of the perception, the fear of what other people are thinking, the judgment, um, you know, the ridicule that you're not enough, you're not good enough, you're not this, you're not that, that holds us back from being every part of who we are. So <laughs> we're going to embrace going braless and, you know, not <laughs> for a period of time as a part of that process of less judgment on ourselves. Well, when you think about something like it's easier, let's look at it with the bra thing because that's something I think a lot of women, we can all share this, is that we never questioned why we were doing it. It was just a part of being a woman, right? I mean, I never questioned it. It was almost like a rite of passage. You know, it, it signified that I was a woman by needing one. Um, and so I never questioned why. I've had bras that have poked, you know, like the, the wire came out, poked you so hard you bled, right? I mean, I've, I've had a lot of restriction. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of restriction because of it. And I didn't, and I was experiencing some pain because of it. Now I know that you can get your bra fit and it would probably be a lot better and stuff like that. But the point being that I never questioned why mm. I had to do it that way. I just did it that way because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. Um, and I'm just in this interesting place of what if it's, what is life like? Does the world stop when you stop wearing <laughs> a bra? <laughs> right? Let's yeah. see. The sky hasn't fallen. The earth hasn't crumbled. <laughs> We're all still alive. Nope. nope. The mailman's eyes didn't burn out of their, ah! their head. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's died. No car accidents have happened. So, so far, it's pretty, it's pretty safe. What I think is interesting, though, is that I think what's become aware is um, like little things, like how, how much more flexible I am than I thought I was. You know, just a little tiny difference. Um, I could breathe deeper without it, right? Mm. Like, um, I have, first of all, an awareness of my body that I don't have, you know, that you don't really have when it's in place. You're sort of cut off from it. You don't feel it. Now I feel, I mean, I move my shirt. The shirt moves. I feel it. I'm like, oh, there's boobs there. You know, like, it's, it makes you somehow more present. I don't know how to explain it. Just because I'm so used to a certain sensation and now it's mm. not there it's different so you're like very aware and present um so all of that is kind of like a big aha and i'm not saying that bras are bad and i shouldn't you know you shouldn't wear them or i shouldn't wear them what i'm doing though is kind of questioning why does mm. it work for me and I, for me it's kind of like a half, half and half works like i feel better going outside with one on cuz i don't have to think about it and i feel better inside without it because I feel like it can relax, mm. right? That makes that's a huge true. difference. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it's at the end of the day, that's, <laughs> my husband encourages it for all sorts of selfish reasons. Um, <laughs> but to, to basically get out of any work clothes, take the bra off and put like a, just a sloppy joe or a t-shirt on and my, my jammy pants. There's no restriction whatsoever. And he's like, doesn't that feel better? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I, I remember when I worked, you know, when I worked the corporate job, of, and it was like a way that my brain would signify the day was mm. over was when yeah. I could I had to take the shoes off and the bra off mm. and all the jewelry like anything that was decorating me felt 
like 50 pounds when I walk in my front door at the end of the day. I'm not kidding. Like jewelry that, you know, all day long. I love jewelry. I wear jewelry all the time. But as soon as I get home, it felt like weight, heavy, heavy weights on me. And I could not wait to take it off. Um, but yeah, I was the kind of person that actually, if I had stuff I had to do at home, like cleaning or I had to go run errands, I knew that I should not take any of these things off. Cause I was done. As soon as they come off, I'm done. Mm-hmm. End of <laughs> like, the day. Yeah. And all done. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Yeah. We, you know, we, we talk about, you know, what's comfortable and what feels good and, and honoring ourselves and. And all of that sort of stuff. Now, put it into a business context because, yeah. you know, there's there's certain expectations. You know, where does the yeah. where is the line between doing something that feels good, feels right, versus being a professional? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, right or wrong is- answers here. I'm just sort of playing with this idea of you know we're finding these things that are more comfortable, more ways to do it. You know, but there's for someone who wants to honor themselves and be professional. There's, and well, there's a lot of push out there, just like with the bra, there's a lot of peer pressure that there's a right way to do things, mm. that there is, prof- there's a professional code of conduct, mm. right? It's kind of out there already. Um, and for most of us, we have such a desire to succeed that we'll listen to anything. Just to, if it promises success, I'll do it. Mm. If your way you know, you're successful and you're saying, this is how it's done. This is what it's like to really be in business. Then because I have such a strong desire to be in business and be as successful as I perceive you to be, yeah, I'm going to do what you say. Mm -hmm. But then at some point I'm going to notice whether or not it's working for me. Now, some people's methods will work for you. They will. You'll just, it'll click. It'll be like a natural, um, match for you but then you're going to come across business processes and styles and way of doing things that it feel like they're rubbing you the wrong way like like a petting a cat backwards just like don't do it um and that's when it comes down to how does it feel and i think that there are two levels of feeling and rachel and i we've been talking about this because i got triggered by watching somebody talking about amateurs and professionals. I've got another piece to add to that different person, but keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the conversation and granted, you know, I didn't get to talk to this person directly. I didn't get to have them clarify for me what what they meant. But the way I heard it was that if you listen to your feelings, you're an amateur and professionals, you know, they, to be a professional in business is, all about commitment, which I actually do agree that commitment is is crucial to having a successful business, but it was commitment in spite mm-hmm. of your feelings. And that's where I got triggered because I'm like, mm, there are two types of feelings. So Rach, I want to hand that over to you because there are two mm-hmm. different levels of feeling that we want to address that was not addressed in her statement. And I was, mm-hmm. want to put that out there. Yeah. So there's two types of feelings. One is your emotional response so your happiness your joy your guilt your hurt your all of that is an emotional response to what's happening in front of you the second one is your intuitive feeling often people will talk about feelings as a blanket statement but they often lump in intuitive gut instincts or nudges as a part of the feelings bucket but they are actually two very different things so your emotions are the ones that are letting you know 
where you are or how you feel in relation to what's happening in front of you. It'll either feel good or it won't feel good. And that's often, if it's not feeling good, it's your emotional stuff generally that's being mm -hmm. triggered. Whereas your intuitive feelings is a pure piece of guidance that's coming through from your team and spirit and your soul to let you know, yes, this is right for me or no, it's not. And that's where the confusion happens. Not only that, but let's talk a little bit about feel the difference of emotions and heart intelligence. Because oftentimes when I'm talking to people, when I'm talking to our success circle membership, I'm asking them to check in, does this feel good or not? Yes or no. And that is actually a heart intelligence answer. So how is that different from emotions? Yes, a heart intelligence to me is, is very much the intuitive. It's, very, it's that very clear, it's not always clear to be honest, guidance that comes through. The emotions are the, it's almost like the subconscious response to something. So um, someone says something and you feel um, hurt or angry or upset about it, that's generally an emotional response. But if something they say, they say to do X, Y, Z, and there's a part of you that goes, oh, I don't know about that, then that's a different feeling altogether. So there's, it's the emotional response versus the kind of knowing. The heart intelligence. Can I give you what, what the team has told yes, us please. about it? is that emotions are varied and they're affected by external forces. So they will change from day to day. So what feels good now, you'll have, you know, depending on what's going on, you're happy or excited. This is a silly conversation. You're enjoying it. You get an emotional response from that. You know, you, you feel something and you're like, yeah, I generally feel good. Same topic, different day, different external circumstances, different emotional response. Whereas the heart intelligence will be consistent. Yes, this feels good despite of the fear I'm experiencing. In spite of that, I'll still it'll still feel like the right direction to go. Like for example, before we before I launched School for Spirit, there were plenty of times where I was I was emotionally triggered and saying to Rachel, I'm, I'm not doing this. I feel it's I'm overwhelmed, it's challenging, I'm afraid, what if nobody likes it, blah blah blah. Um but when we would get past the emotion I was experiencing based on whatever was being triggered at the time, at the base of it, there was a knowing of you need to do this. This is what you want to do. Um, and that was always under there. So emotions are flighty. They're varied. They're different. They're easily changed and affected. Whereas a hard intelligence is a strong yes or a strong no. And it really does. It can get confusing because the best way to tap into it is does it feel good or not? So you can't get a heart intelligence answer just by going, does it feel good or not? Um, yeah, it feels good. Nope, that's emotional <laughs> response. To get a heart intelligence response, you need to literally activate the heart. We call it warming the heart. But you actually need to sit, breathe, put your hand on your heart, invoke the feelings of that warm the heart, such as compassion and love. All that has to be in place first. Then you ask, mm. does it feel good or not? Yeah, because the emotions generally, while they're felt in the body, they're triggered from up here. They're triggered from the mind. So the emotions, are, it's an emotional response. Um, like Therese was saying, it's, it's an external stimuli. So what we tend to do is like warming of the heart, but sometimes you've got to, in order to get out of the storm, 
first thing you've got to do is then get back into the body, breathe. Yep. Bring all your attention back to the body, breathe. Um, and that'll start to calm the crazy. That Because all your attention is going from the head, which is fueling everything, down into the body going, oh, there's the oxygen in, the oxygen out. Right. In, the oxygen out. And that will just calm it enough to then go into the heartwarming. Then you can get a clearer intuitive or heart intelligence response out of the crazy and if that's in alignment like if, if that, all the emotion says oh no that doesn't feel good but you don't go through this process to connect with the heart intelligence and you still go nope that doesn't feel right it's probably the better way to put it doesn't feel good doesn't feel right um then you know that you're you're making the right decision so I, I would say that based off of what we just said that this person was probably referring to your surface feelings which would be emotional and then an amateur acts off of their emotions, right? Yeah. Rather than going deeper in, mm. which is what, what we encourage. And um, because like Rach said, there are two layers. Sometimes the surface response is yes, but the internal layer is not right. Not, mm. not at this time. Sometimes the surface response is, oh, hell no. And the internal <laughs> response is, you absolutely will. <laughs> like when he, a lot of um, people who think, you know, they want to do public, someone says, oh, you should do public speaking. You need to get out on a stage. <laughs> oh, hell no. But there's a part of it that knows that in order to really expand um, the business or whatever, you've got to get out on a stage. <laughs> right. There you go. So, um, so this, it's kind of like all this comes down to this as well when you are looking at what's best for your business. Again, if your surface response is a fear-based response because I need this to happen, I got to get the money, um, I'm afraid it's going to fall apart, I'm afraid I'm bad at this, I'm afraid I'm wrong, blah, 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 all the surface stuff that comes up and you're only going based on that, then you're making decisions in, I guess you could say, an amateurish way, right? I mean, you're making decisions based on external factors everybody else is doing it everybody's putting a bra on so i have to put a bra on never mind that i i don't enjoy it or whatever it is you just need to notice that um and then it's interesting because as we start to dig in and listen to ourselves we can be really surprised really surprised with the stuff that comes up that when you unplug from what you're being told to do and you start listening to the internal guidance you can shock the shit out of yourself i mean we're interesting stuff comes up <laughs> really interesting stuff we get to go to braless like trying that right <laughs> trying it. why not try it like uh, it's interesting when you don't question these things mm. and it's not this, this kind of goes back into the category of also having an open mind. Mm. You don't really have an open mind if you don't question it. It doesn't mean that you question it and reject it. It just means that you look at it and you go, why? why? Not why does everybody do that? Why do I do that? Mm. It's not about what everyone else is doing, right? They can wear bras to bed. I did. I know I did for years. Like I felt more comfortable with it on. Sometimes it feels like you're getting a hug. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so so it's it's when we start having an open mind questioning things specifically it's about questioning our motivation mm. our reasons everybody else can do their own thing mm. and they're going to anyway so why fight that too right yeah and that's i mean it comes back to what we've been talking about is 
you know, look at the motivations and where your fear of judgment is kind of forcing you subconsciously to take certain actions, to do certain things or not do certain things and avoid certain things, avoid saying certain things, avoid doing certain things. <laughs> you know, this is, I mean, we talked about Chiron being in effect until December 4 and this is part of the process. This is giving you an opportunity to be open-minded but also to look at, you know, what are your real motivations around different things and decide, well, do I still want to do that? Does that feel good? Does it feel right? For me to continue to do that, if yes, great, keep doing it. If you find there's a bit of a disconnect in between what you're doing, what you're saying, and what you really want to be doing and saying, then that's something to really look at changing for yourself. And we, I think that one thing that dis, gets dismissed a lot, and I'm so guilty of doing it too, is that we're creatures of change. We change all the time and I think that when we set goals and have ideas we get this idea at least I get an idea in my head that I have to stick to it like the commitment to that idea mm. has to be played out all the way an example of where that would not work for me in my life right now and it did not was owning my own um, physical brick and mortar gallery I had one I had one and someone bought it from me and they kept it and it just the interesting thing is if I thought that that was it that mm. was the path I would be stuck in a very challenging situation because I didn't actually enjoy it mm. I didn't I like once I got it I realized no, this is not like my you know my six-year-old version of playing store it's not <laughs> like that at all <laughs> like I have to actually be there when people expect me to be there and I have to actually clean the goddamn yeah every day. cleaning <laughs> cleaning dealing with uh, we, we dealt with theft we dealt with mm. you know people wanting to break contracts and all this stuff. I mean, just, you know, or buying product that you think everyone's going to love and nobody buys it. And you're like, mm. <laughs> so yeah. it was the reality of it was like, this is not what I signed up for in mm. my brain. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, in those situations, I think it's absolutely all right for you to, to go, actually, this is not what I want. And I think people do the same thing. They, they step into something, start a product, start a service or something where they think that's what they want. And it's not until you get into the reality and we talk about, you know, everything has its own shit sandwich until you really get to eat the shit sandwich and decide, actually, you know what? This is more Not shit my flavor. <laughs> <laughs> not my favorite flavor of shit. I mean, the amount of times I've done different courses and then found that I've, they're not been what I want to do. So it's, they, it's not been something I've stepped into. It hasn't been a waste of money, although, you know, people could judge it as that. What it has done is given me more clarity. And that's keep moving it's that but that's also priceless we need that sometimes and we get it in all sorts of ways it's not a black and white way that we get clarity it's not just mm. from failing sometimes we try things and we realize that um it delivered everything it said it would but that wasn't what we wanted mm. we just needed more clarity mm -hmm. right and i just i want to look at there's a comment here from jody meet jody hi jody and she's saying I had something similar to this the other day. I was upset I hadn't been invited to something. So my first thought was I should be upset. But once I sat there, I was like, I didn't want to be there. So why am I worried? I actually <laughs> would have made a reason not to go. So I didn't need to feel upset that my ego, um, mm. to feel upset. My ego is telling me I should be upset because no one likes me. But that is not the fact at all. Absolutely. Right. Yep. I find so under stuff, yeah, as, as I do more and more of this healing work myself, the source for shift, um, you're clearing the, 
the charge behind these beliefs, but the words still come into the mind every so often. It's like it, it's an old pattern of behavior. Oh, well, they didn't do this, so I should feel like this. But the feeling's not actually there. It's 11 point. No, it's not. It's like, huh. So then you're in, a, you're in a place of choice then. You can choose. Well, am I going to then go create that feeling or am I just going to go, eh, meh, next? Yeah, I mean, it's so funny that uh, that's such a great example because there are many times um, that we think we're supposed to take every opportunity and some opportunities we get and we don't want it. And there's a shame center or a guilt center that gets activated where it's like, but you, that's an opportunity. You should take everything and not necessarily, not, not necessarily. Um, I love that. That was a great example, Jody. I love it. Uh, it's coming. Uh, so I'm just I'm seeing, looking for other comments here, Margaret. I have to start to come out on going on live mm -hmm. the last couple of days. Yeah. So if you have fear or your, your feelings are like, no, don't want to go live. Someone <laughs> in this room knows that feeling. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but no, no, no. Outs me. <laughs> Yeah, totally outed. I'm not wearing a bra. I'm free. I'm out. Everybody's out. The girls are out. You're out. Everyone's out. Everyone's out. Um, you have to look at that and go, okay, I don't want to do it. What's the fear? Because obviously, I mean, what's the feeling really? Is that the emotional feeling or is it the gut response? Most of the time with the going live stuff, when you have that nagging suspicion, you should. The nagging suspicion is heart intelligence going, this is the right thing right now. <laughs> and the fear is like, oh, hell no. We're not doing that. I'm not People ready. I'm not prepared. I don't know what I'm going to say. Nobody will show up. <laughs> I don't have a bra on. <laughs> All that I do. stuff. I do. <laughs> See, you're more prepared than me. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Mm. The, the knowing the difference, learning the difference between the emotional response and the true intelligence is going to be a game changer for all of you because it's not, then it's not about commitment. You start to learn that um, you can change your mind and still be committed. Mm -hmm. Has anyone given you permission to do that yet? Change Maybe. your mind and still be committed. Absolutely. Um, so Jody's just adding to her comment, it changed my whole day, acknowledging it and accepting that I actually didn't care. Another mom came down and cracked, uh, and what, cracked the shits? Yeah, <laughs> you sure. obviously don't know what that means. Got pissed no. off, cracked the shits. Okay, cracked the shits because she wasn't invited. I was like, I could have done that. And, um, and my Avro would have been shit. Her afternoon would have been shit, but instead... I owed to how I really felt. And I love that she she's talking with the Aussie lingo. So I'm like, Avro, what the afternoon? Uh, Got it. Avro, yep. Shall I translate? Yes, you're going to have to translate. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Magnus is saying, good point. If you're aware of your fears, what's next? Uh, the next emotional step to embrace and uh, to embrace it and take the, what's the next? Okay, she's asking. If you're aware of your fear, what's mm -hmm. the next emotional step to embrace it and take the, the next step? Okay. So, I mean, just acknowledging it, that it's an actual yep. fear. And someone gave me an analogy, like an acronym the other day. Um, so fear is... False evidence appearing real? No. Fuck everything fuck. and run. 
<laughs> that's because that's what the body does. It's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> right? I get that. Like everything you're wrong. So fear is not real. And acknowledging the fact that it, it is a fear that's speaking, it's almost like you've got to, it's like the child that's saying, no, I'm afraid to go to school. It's like, there, there. It's okay. You're going to live. Everything's going to be fine. You kind of got to placate it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but acknowledging that it's there, that it's, it's, an, it's a fear, but that's all it is, is a fear. It's not the reality. And our fear about what we're going to do is much greater than the actual mm. event. And if we can remember that, that it's the fear of the event that's scarier than the actual event. So the fear of Facebook Live is much scarier than actually doing it. And I do know that. I've done it a few times now. It's never been and, as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I, I love I love to Facebook Live. And what I love about it now, even now, is that it's actually made it harder to record without the audience because at least you have someone, you know, there's someone to talk to. You're talking about and to someone versus talking into a void and trying to remember. Like there's no flow um, when you're talking by yourself. You have to like look down and remember. But with other people there, they keep you on track. They ask you questions and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I was talking about. Right. Um, let's see. Fantastic. <laughs> Jody's giving me a whole bunch of Aussie slang right now. Yeah. Bogan. What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what the equivalent is, but we can chat later. I'll fill you in on what a Bogan is. <laughs> Love it. Um, so how do we want to wrap this up before we start taking questions because this is a lot of good stuff mm. um i think i mean the, the, the real message out of all of that amongst the bras and the, the boobs and the everything else that we've shared today and leg hair um <laughs> is to to just for a while just start questioning why you're doing what you're doing and whether or not you're doing it just out of habit out of because that's just what you do and start to look at you know is there another way is there another way that feels better, that feels more right to me? And taking the time to get out of the, the clutter of the mind and feel into the intuition, the heart intelligence to get guidance on what is the best way for you to do, either build your business or do what you do um, to set up your home or it doesn't matter what it is, but coming back to the heart intelligence. And also shaking up your routine is going to be uncomfortable, period. When you don't wear a bra when you're used to wearing one, it's uncomfortable. You're hyper aware. But like I said earlier, you learn a lot of stuff, stuff you didn't realize that you could learn. Um, and, and so that's kind of the benefit of questioning, why am I doing this? You know, like if I know, if I know aluminum is in my deodorant and they say aluminum is linked to, you know, mental disorders, why do we keep putting it on? Like, just why? Mm. Um, and, and then when you stop, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a horrible feeling around it. And then you realize that that was just programming in your brain. Mm. Um, and you, when you make your change, if, if you're comfortable with your change, then life goes on and you've, mm. you've made a significant change. If not go back to the store, buy the brand you liked, put it back on. Mm. Not going to die. And those are small little things, but it's really the little stuff that when you start allowing the little changes to take place, you make big, it's easier to make the big ones because you started like prepping your brain that I can handle variety. Mm. You know, I can handle my life doesn't 
fall apart when I step outside of my comfort zone. And I think many people wait for this stepping outside the comfort zone for the big shit. Mm. And you really shouldn't. Like step outside of your comfort zone with something small, like eating a, a new food you've never eaten and change your deodorant to, you know, grown on a tree, natural crystal <laughs> stuff for a while. See if you like it. Um, you know, wear a different kind of shoe than you're used to wearing. I don't, you know, don't shave your legs for four months or, or take your bra off, <laughs> take your bra off and go on Facebook live. These are small. That you don't learn. <laughs> exactly. They're small. They're <laughs> insignificant things. They're not, the world will not come to an end, but what will happen is you'll realize, Hey, the world didn't come to an end. Hey, I can have variety. I can make new choices. Mm. Um, I can get outside my comfort zone and I'm okay. It's safe. Mm. You start programming that in there, that getting outside of your comfort zone is safe. You'll actually go outside of it more. Mm. And then it'll be easier to go outside of it for bigger choices. We hear all these great, amazing stories about people who decide to jump out of airplanes. But to me, that's a huge fucking choice, right? Hurling your body in the sky. Out of a perfectly <laughs> of good a airplane. <laughs> out of an airplane is a huge fucking life choice versus changing your deodorant, right? But that's the, it's kind of like we are taught about step 10 mm. and nobody teaches us how, what step one through nine was to mm. get to step 10. Yep. Little bits, start little, uh, little bits. So share, let us know what you, what little things you're going to explore or question or what have you found as you've done that? We would love to, to hear your results, your stories, your ahas insights absolutely and with that we're going to start taking your questions you can ask us anything this is psychic q a time and it looks like shanti's already she's on it she was like waiting. <laughs> <She's poised. laughs> okay. so she's at the top she's at the top of the list here so shanti's asking her question mm -hmm. i'm having a hard time differentiating one renewing a lease with my boyfriend and moving Two, going to San Fran four-day trip with my older cousin. Paid trip, but I shouldn't. But should I pack and look for a place to live? I know what I'm going to say. Take the fucking trip. Life is too short. Go play. It's when we're playing that um, things tend to sort themselves out. Lean on the universe. Go, right, I'm going to go have some fun while I'm doing that. You know, you just sort some amazing places out for me for when I get back. Off we go. But Shanti, wouldn't you have access to a, a computer somewhere mm. in San Francisco? Do you have a phone that has access to the internet? I mean, you can go on the trip and search. It's not an either or situation mm. is kind of what's coming up for me. Um, and it's funny how we do that. Our brain naturally wants to categorize things Th just so that we all know that we have a tendency to do the black and white thinking and it's not a we're not broken because we do that it's our brain wants to compartmentalize things so if it can go either or it's easier for us to make a decision but in truth this isn't an either or situation wouldn't you say Rach I mean it's kind of like a yeah. and and yeah yeah and even like you don't need to be spending 10 hours a day looking for a place you could spend 15 minutes see a couple that you like put out your feelers so that you can organize a time to go and see it when you get back. I mean, you're only going for, what is it? Four days? Not very long at all. I think you could, I say, go to the trip, go to the trip. I see. Right. And if, I mean, and all, ex uh, and it, blah, blah, let me try and say that again. Yeah. All expenses paid. Come on. That's like a no brainer. I'm like, <laughs> take the trip. If you don't want to take it, call your cousin up and let him know. 
I'm available. <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, Jody says, I have a new pendulum arriving soon from this awesome store. I think you know it. What is the best way to go about connecting with it and programming it once it arrives? Um, and Becky is spot on. It does come with instructions, Jody. Um, yeah, so the the pendulums that I make, they I give you an extra instruction booklet on how to charge them, how to program them. So when you get a pendulum, you need to program it. You need to actually learn how to talk to it. Mm. Um, and there's a couple different ways to do it. So I give you both ways of doing it. Um, but you want to understand the language. You establish what the language is, and then it's super easy to use. It's really easy. Um, also, knowing who you're asking. So just like when we're talking to spirit guides, which is coming up next in School for Spirit, by the way. They're different levels. They're different people. And when you're using a pendulum, you're getting in touch with energy. So what energy do you want to be talking to? That's all in the little booklet that comes with it. So <clears throat> it'll all be explained once you get it. I love it. You got one of my favorites. So I, I was like, oh, it's going bye-bye. <laughs> got a new home. It does have a new home. It's a really good one. So awesome. Uh, so Agnes is saying, random question, what's your thoughts on hypnotherapy? I'll let you go first because yep. in case you have a different response. Um, look, it's, it's another modality. It's another way to work with the subconscious mind. So for me personally, you know, having learned hypnotherapy as well as NLP and a bunch of other stuff, um, plus my source for shift, which works with the subconscious, um, any tool that's helping you to move through that stuff is good. I love them all. Um, and everybody's a little bit different in that, you know, some people use hypnotherapy and love it. Other people use hypnotherapy and like, mm, meh, didn't really work for me. So honestly, give it a go. See if you love it. See if it works for you. And if that's the tool that works for you best, great. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I And I also would add to it, you know, if you're doing it with a practitioner, then it becomes about the relationship. Like how comfortable am I with this person? Do I trust this person? That's all a major part of it because um, mm, it's very true. there are some people I would trust to give me hypnosis and there are others that I would not. Mm. <laughs> right. So trust is a big part of it. If you're doing self-hypnosis, um, the thing is we go into trance quite a, easily mm, and quite a bit all the time. How many people, right, give us a thumbs up if you've been driving from your work to your house and you do it's the same drive you do every day and you can't even remember once you got in the car and got on the road how you got you couldn't trace the steps because you're there but not there that's trance that's that hypno so we actually go into hypnosis quite easily and you can go into trance by me i mean by meditating if you if you hit your meditation point long enough you will go into trance state so <clears throat> yeah i'd have more questions about that but like rich said it, it just depends on you that's what it really comes down to all right let's see so Be becky i'm not sure if this is a question or not she's saying having tech difficulties and i am missing this part if i don't hear from you again oh hi k i k or to relax we've got this i know oh she knows to relax because yeah. she's got this fantastic 
All right. So I think we have time for one more question. Yeah, one more. Got someone Jack wants- is waking up. I can hear him downstairs. He's not screaming, so we're good for the moment. <laughs> That's right. He's like probably eating his toes right now, right? Yes. <laughs> Doggy feet. That's right. So if anybody else, oh, okay, Anna's got one. Yeah, so we've got Anne. So she says, hi, Rachel and Teresa. I recently got my passport for the first time. Woohoo! I was invited to Paris by a very special man in my life. He wants to fly back with me and stay with me for a few weeks on the return trip back to the States. Do you see this going smoothly? And is there anything else you sense about this trip? Thank you, Anne. Let's hand that one straight to Teresa. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, let me look at it again. So I've got a... Da, 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 da. Yeah, so there's a question I have for you, Anne, which is, is the track record, the track record with this person is good, right? Like they follow through. You feel like this very special person sets something up and follows through, then I'm, I get a big green light for that. If there's doubt in you, if you're asking about this, is there a track record there of too good to be true or a setup and a letdown? Mm-hmm. That's the only, I, so what I'm saying is I'm questioning you for questioning it. <laughs> I want to know your, uh, some reason behind that because that would give me more insight into the energy that's here because I feel a hesitation. So that, and it's coming from you. So one thing I can tell you is that anytime someone is asking for intuitive insight to something, the resistance is actually coming from that person, that party, right? And you're the one with the power here. So if you could answer that really quickly, I'm just going to look. There's more. Uh, okay. I hope, hopefully that's not us causing it. There's some people are having tech glitches on their end hmm. for our video. Interesting. All right. So, Anne, I'm not seeing any response. If you want to type that into the chat. Um, the feeling around it is yes. You know, yeah, go for it again. This is a time right now where the universe cosmically, there's a lot of opportunities coming up. There's, this is the second time someone has mentioned an opportunity. Mm. Um, and when an opportunity presents itself like this, why hesitate? Why hesitate? What is, what's going on? There's a resistance in you, right? It's not the situation. The situation hasn't happened yet. A lot of the times when we were being given these cool opportunities, the stories in our brain are what's keeping us from from experiencing life right experiencing the opportunity so the question i have for you maybe this is just something you're taking in is look at why would there be questioning or hesitation on your part mm. all right so about leave with ann and she can reply back to us on the, the group if you like ann if we um, don't get a response from you shortly I can hear him ramping up downstairs as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that we're kind of getting the the thumbs up from the universe to, to wrap it up because a couple people are saying they're having tech difficulties. So hopefully that's not uh, on our end. Hopefully it's a Facebook thing. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go close for today. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, um, beautiful. So until next time, relax. We got this. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rachel and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Paneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.